0: Delivered by conflicting media reports. We can the dots so you know the actions you can take. Uh, your family or business can benefit from current events most of all. Thank you for joining me. Within every market there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message and I will be delivering it every day. We're a very focused show. We only chat about items that affect the roof over your head, your bank account, and anything I feel would benefit you. And then we remind you, if you ever have any home or finance-related questions, I am the consumer advocate looking out for you. And you can reach out to me directly, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990, or Just remember, that's the number you call anytime for assistance. When you call that number, it comes directly to me first. Well, sometimes.
1: Quiet, numbskulls. I'm
0: broadcasting. Not when I'm on radio. I can't answer the phone. Then, Although we do get a lot of people that try to call us while we are on radio. So we have others that will answer the phone then. But hey, when you have a need, give us a call. 800-306-1990. I do have a great team. We have a great team. It's not just me. It's we have a great team. And uh, we're ready to help you get get accomplish whatever your goals are. It has nothing to do with us. We do. This is a... This show, believe me, it's not for profit, but we do like to share information, share what we learn, and share introductions. So when it comes to some of our trust things that we talk about, we've had Alton Moore on here, a trust attorney. Nikki Hall takes care of the loans for us. We've got Greg Beck and others doing as CPAs. Todd Halterman and Chris Bissonette, financial planners, depending upon what you need. We've got a lot of professionals that we have standing by. But hey, let's take a look and see where we start every weekday. Actually, we start on the weekends too with what are we celebrating today? Uh, you know, something, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of old, so I don't know. Uh, cuddle up day? <laughs> I don't know. Depends on if you're at work, please do not do that. That might cause some problems. Uh, but, you know, if you're at home, hey, you know, whatever works. National Technology Day. I am a tech nerd. I like technology. Sometimes it causes a little, well, I mean, generally it causes a lot of extra work for Josh. I come up with an idea and say, Josh, how can we do this? Because when I was younger, I understood all these things. Are you a little old now? And, and, and maybe not the one that's the, the implementer. I, I just finished over the holidays. I listened to a book. It's called Who, Not How. Who, not how. And I, I thought it was a great book. I, I really enjoyed it. Talks about the idea of finding out who can help you with whatever your needs are and not worrying about how to do it as much. So makes life a lot easier for me. I just say, Josh, how do we get this done? Or let's figure this out. And and Josh gets to implement. Right? So that's Josh is the who behind Ron Segal Radio. Uh, National National. Bean day. I don't know about this one. Now, if we look at gas prices today, we're not going to talk about bean. I, that's just not going to happen. Uh, maybe we'll have to go with shortbread. And I thought shortbreads, isn't that? Maybe I'm thinking about the shortcake is maybe what I was thinking about. Shortbread. Like a short, shortcake. Yeah, those are cookies. Shortbread. is that now we stack the strawberries on with the whipped cream? I don't think you do that with shortbread. Uh, i don't know we'll see but in any event hey it's, it looks good are you looking at the picture that josh has on ron any of our socials the abc news and talk am 1490 video feed it uh, looks uh looks good i mean i think my wife gets those at, at uh starbucks but i digress let's take a look and see what's going on in the world today dow jones now down 111 points nasdaq finally it's up 44 points Ooh, but we got bad news right here on the horizon. Oil up another $2 a barrel. Ow! $80.03 a barrel for oil. What does that mean? Well, it hasn't hit yet, but three twenty-nine dollars a gallon, that's up uh, about a half a cent from yesterday. That's the national average. No, you're not going to find that in California. Four thirty-three a gallon. No, you're not going to find that in California. That's in Hawaii. How about two dollars ninety cents a gallon? Two ninety a gallon. Where the heck is two ninety a gallon? Where, where can we? Oh, I'm looking at the wrong one. Oklahoma. Two two dollars and ninety-one cents in Oklahoma. Think about that. How, how much is that? I don't have my calculator out, but probably a dollar cheaper than you're paying, Josh, and close to two dollars less than what we we're getting to pay here in. California, but let's take a look. Josh, you're at 383.4. It seems like you're holding pretty steady right there. California, 466 a gallon, California gasoline.
2: Uh,
0: got to love it. Yeah, well, let's take a look and see. What's the big news of the, big news of the day? Well, I think we're going to probably get, maybe it's called the big lie of the day. So we've got the president, the vice president, the Speaker of the House talking about a riot in Washington that Nancy Pelosi could have stopped very, very simply that took place on January 6th last year, one year ago. I heard the Vice President, I saw one of the excerpts, and she said, worst day in the U.S. since Pearl Harbor. Really? Maybe we need to get our Vice President to get a little bit of a history lesson. Because I think at the Capitol, one person I know was killed, shot by a police officer, right? And that was a military veteran. But I didn't hear in the speeches today, maybe you heard this. Have you heard it from the president, the vice president, or the Speaker of the House? If you heard this, would you please let me know? Did you hear that the day before the Capitol riots, that President Trump called the Department of Defense and authorized over 10,000 National Guard to be mobilized. Now the president can only authorize it. It has to be requested by the Speaker of the House and the and or the mayor. Neither one of them, both of them denied requests or the 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 denied making a request, but they won't send their reports. They won't they won't release their documentation now. President Trump's request to the Department of Defense is public record has been released. So we know what happened. Wonder why the Speaker of the House won't release her comments. Maybe it's because she could have stopped it if she wanted to. I just throw that out there. When you know that you're going to have 200,000, half a million, million people, whatever it is, you need to have a security presence. President knew that. Department of Defense knew that. Speaker of the House is in charge. She didn't take any action. But are we hearing that from the Democrat uh, caucus? Right, They've got a Democrat committee that's supposedly doing an investigation into the events of January 6th. It's all Democrats. I know that they say they've got uh, uh, Liz Cheney. She's just a Democrat in sheep's clothing. right? I, I'm sure that Wyoming... She'll she'll also, from my opinion, she'll be unemployed at this time next year. All right? Do you think Wyoming is going to have anything to do with her? I doubt it. Uh, but that's the big news of the day. I've got a couple other big stories. Uh, how about this one? The GOP has sent a letter to the Biden administration. They want some information about the COVID relief fund. The COVID relief fund. That's $850 million that was supposed to be used for COVID testing. But what did, the, what did the administration do with that money? Well, they sent it to the border for housing illegal immigrants trying to cross the border. Huh. They spent it on bike trails. Really? Golf courses, weight rooms in high school gyms. That's COVID relief? Really? Really? Uh, These are all courtesy of the pandemic dollars. That's what they spent the money on. So you got to wonder, you know, when are we going to get some accountability here? I digress. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. When we come back, there will not be a wave of foreclosures in the housing market. How sinking funds could help you manage expenses in the new year and best practices for managing credit card debt in a divorce. All that and more. You can reach me anytime off air number 800-306-1990. 800-306-1990 or Radio.com, Facebook.com forward slash Radio. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel 1 on YouTube. Ron Siegel the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned.
2: Ron Siegel Radio. Your home.
1: are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you could retire someday build bigger savings invest in opportunities visit rsrnodebt.com debt will destroy 50% of americans from being able to retire earlier and with more what if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less all without having to spend more each month than you spend right now Yes, that's correct. All without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis. rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes. rsrnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to rsrnodebt.com rsrnodebt.com Licensed under NMLS 217037, Equal Housing Lender.
2: You're listening to Ron Siegel's Home and Finance Show with local and national expert, Ron Siegel. Now, here's Ron.
0: Welcome back to Ron Siegel Radio. Within every market, there are solutions as well as tremendous opportunities. You just need some trusted guidance. That is my message and i will be delivering it every day on Segal radio or anytime at 800-306-1990 800-306-1990 dow jones now down 80 points the nasdaq is up 54 the s&p 500 is up 8.62 10-year treasury up four basis points at one seventy four, 1.74, 1.74. mortgage backed securities continue to tumble down 23 basis points Initial jobless claims, which measures individuals filing unemployment for the very first time. Came out, reported at 207,000 claims for last week. Represents an increase of 7,000 from the previously revised report of 200,000 claims above expectations of 205. Not a major change right there. What else is going on, though, that's causing the markets to be as volatile as they are? And yes, indeed, they are volatile. Well, we know the issues. We We track these all the time, so we really have a good handle on them. One of the big issues that we always, always see is the day that the Federal Reserve releases their minutes, not a good day for mortgage-backed securities in the bond market. So we're watching that very, very closely. The Fed did release their minutes from the December 15th meeting, and there were more surprises to many on much of what the Fed discussed. We've been telling you a lot of these things as it is. So the Fed is serious about removing accommodations more aggressively. They discussed hiking rates faster, and the market estimates now show 76% chance of the first rate hike in March. I've been telling you, I think it's going to be May, but the 76% chance in March. Uh, The tapering, MBS, the mortgage-backed securities, Treasury purchases at twice the pace previously. Unclear as to how the Fed would handle their $8.8 trillion balance sheet. So you figure this: the Fed has an 8.8 trillion dollar balance sheet, and the federal government is nearly 30 trillion in debt. A lot of money right there. So let's think about what this means. What does it mean to you? How do you how do you interpret this? Why is it important to you? Well, here's the issue, and it has a lot to do. We're going to talk about this, especially because tomorrow's the big jobs report. But we did get the the notes of the report. From Freddie Mac this morning, and Freddie Mac gives us this every Thursday morning. They tell us their survey results of mortgage, of the mortgage industry, thirty year fixed rate loan. Freddie Mac numbers. I'm not quoting anything other than what Freddie Mac said. Three point two two percent, and you have to pay seven tenths of a percent to get seven tenths of a point to get it. Last year, same week, two point six five. Last week it was 3.11. So it's up 10 basis points. There is a lot of room right now. If we get this, there's a potential that we could see a big, big increase in rates if we see what's, if the, the, we get a very, very strong jobs report tomorrow. Would not shock me in the least. Why? Well, because when we look at the, the technicals, now, technicals of the market, are, are, are overridden by news. So the jobs report is going to override the technicals. The technicals are basically telling us that we're sitting right on top of a level of support right now. But below where we are right now, we could see another 1% drop in the bond, which means interest rates go even higher than they've gone in the last few days. And they've gone... It moved significantly so they've already moved about a 100 bit one percent in the last few days so think about what that's going to mean to the markets is when we when we start looking that December let's see December 30th we were at 10178 right now we are at 101 100.91 so we're down about 100 basis points that means interest rates are continuing to rise. Well why is that? Well there's a good reason it's because it's supply and demand. When the Federal Reserve decides that they're not going to buy bonds, they don't want they're going to they're going to stop buying mortgage bonds before they stop buying treasury bonds. Why? Because they've got to finance the debt how much spending the government keeps doing. They're financing that. So if they stop buying treasuries that would be less demand which means the price of, those, of, the, of the bonds would drop and the interest rate would increase on what the Federal Reserve needs to pay their bills. When the Fed stops buying mortgage-backed securities, has the same effect, right? Less demand on that bond. Bond price drops, rate goes up, but it doesn't affect the Federal Reserve. It affects you. Who do they care about? Them or you, themselves or you? Pretty simple answer to that question, right? So we can really, when you start saying, okay, Chapman University came out and said 3.90 by the end of the fourth quarter this year, do you think that they were error, erring? you think they were inaccurate? No. I think there's pretty good likelihood it'll happen sooner than the fourth quarter just because of what we see that the Federal Reserve is talking about, what they're looking at doing. What does that mean to you? Well, it means that we've got to start looking at where are you thinking about buying, selling, refinancing property? Maybe you need to act a little sooner than later. Looking at a second house, FHFA just announced that they're going for second homes and investment property. They're going to have a dramatic increase in the loan level price adjustments for those. Do you think that the lender's are going to absorb that? No, they're going to pass that along. So it's going to get more expensive to to finance real estate for second homes and investment properties just because of what FHFA announced yesterday. Now, they said that it's going to go into effect at the beginning of April. But do you think that the lenders are going to wait until then? No, they can't. Because anything they sell at that time is going to be affected. If that's going to be affected, they're going to start earlier. They have to. So we're going to see that taking effect much sooner than the Federal Reserve wants us to believe or the, or the marketplace is contemplating just because interest rates are going up. Now, Freddie Mac, are they going to be reporting that change? We'll start seeing that. But Freddie Mac reports are on primary residents. They're not giving throwing in there the additional costs of those loan level price adjustments. Freddie Mac doesn't put that into their number because it is, again, single family primary residence. So just watch for some of these things that are coming out. We're watching them for you if you're listening, and you should be to Ron Siegel Radio every day, either on our socials. You can go to RonSiegelRadio.com in the radio archives section. Josh has these shows posted every day about 6 in the afternoon. Or you can look, go and listen to ABC News and Talk, our affiliate here locally, AM fourteen ninety, T. right? So they they're going to have the the broadcast live six to seven p.m. They 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 take this this feed right here. It's the exact same program. They take this feed and share it with you. Just be aware; these are all the things that are going on right now in the marketplace. You need to understand that and figure out now how does that affect you? How does that affect your family? How does that affect your goals? If if real estate investment is part of your wealth creation, well, I think it's I think it's brilliant. I I, I wholly wholeheartedly agree with that. But be aware, it's going to cost you a little bit if you wait. Does it matter? Well. Think about this. If you're still leveraging, you're still getting a huge return on investment or potentially. I don't. We don't guarantee any of that, but you're still potentially looking at a huge return on investment. Think of this. If you put 10% down on a new home, that means that your leverage is 10 to 1. Does that make sense? Right? So 10% down. And let's just say we use a historic number, Orange County, California. Let's use the real estate report card, Orange County, California. And we can look at what the next five, 10 years are forecast. Or we can also go and we can look at what the 61 year number is or 62 year number I think they come out with. So here's the numbers. Historically, historically, 62 years over the last 62 years, Orange County, California appreciates real estate appreciates at five point three percent over the last five years, six point two three. Do I promise each of, any of those numbers? No, I never make a promise on these things. No guarantees. Do I think that history repeats itself? Yeah, over the long term, when you start saying five point three over sixty-two years, probably a good a good likelihood that that's going to continue. Maybe not next year, maybe not the next year after, but if you look over the next five, 10 years, probably right in that range. Forecast, 7.62% over the next year. Cumulative, almost 40% over the next five years. Five years. So let's just use easy, small numbers. $500,000 purchase, 10% down. That's $50,000, and you've got a $450,000 loan. But if that... $500,000 $500,000 property appreciates at 5%. Well, it's 5.3. They use, I'm going to just say, can we just use five? Cause it's simple. It's my show. So I guess I'm going to do it anyway, right? So it's $25,000 appreciation on your $50,000 cash outlay. That's a 50% rate of return. So does the extra quarter or half percent matter to you? I'm going to say probably not. If you can get a 50 if you can get a 50% rate of return, you're in good shape right there. So again, what what matters is what is your short and long-term goals. Your financial planner should be going over that with you. If you call and talk to our team, of course, Nikki's going to ask you these questions. Right? Because we want to know what are your short and long-term goals? How do we help you achieve those? All you have to do is call 800-306-1990 ask for Nikki. She's standing by. She's ready to help. And as uh, and and uh, let's let's we'll talk about more of this when we come back. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio discussing your real estate, current events, and the financial markets. There will not be a wave of foreclosures in the housing market. We know that one. Best practices for managing credit card debt. We'll talk about it. How sinking funds could help you save time and money. All that and more. You can reach me anytime. Our off air number. 800 306 1990 800 306 1990 or Ronsegar Facebook.com forward slash Ronsegal Radio. And if you miss any part of our broadcast, Ron Siegel One on YouTube. Ron Siegel, the number one on YouTube. Stay tuned. We'll be back in just a few. Ronsegal Radio.
2: Your home and mortgage connection.
0: Are you a renter and tired of making monthly payments? Paying off someone else's mortgage? Hey, it's Ron Siegel here to help you stop renting and start owning your dream home with amazing low interest rates.
1: are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you could retire someday? Build bigger savings. Invest in opportunities. Visit RSRNodebt.com. Debt will destroy 50% of Americans from being able to retire earlier and with more. What if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less, all without having to spend more each month? Than you spend right now. Yes, that's correct. All without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis. rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes. rsrnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to rsrnodebt.com, rsrnodebt.com.
0: The real-time real estate segment today being brought to you by the area trusted real estate professionals of Ron Siegel Radio. Text SLT Home Digest to 79564. Find that dream home before someone else does. You can also go directly to RSRhomedigest.com. RSRhomedigest.com. And you can get that report directly right there. And it's a monthly, it's a it's a week, I'm sorry, a monthly email to you. And public record, public information, you put in your address, and we're going to send you one email every month, and it's going to give you an idea of basic information from what's going on in the marketplace, right? What is your property worth, and and how much has it appreciated based on public record? We don't know your property specifically, but we know your neighborhood or the service does. It's not us, it's the service. There won't be a wave of foreclosures in the housing market is our subject today when mortgage forbearance plans were first announced and the pandemic surged through the country in early 2020. Many homeowners were allowed to pause their mortgage payments. Some analysts were concerned that once the forbearance program ended, the housing market would experience a wave of foreclosures like what happened after the housing bubble 15 years ago. Hard to believe it's 15 years ago already. Here's a look at why this is not the case. Number one, there are fewer homeowners in trouble this time. After the last housing crash, over 9 million households lost their homes to a foreclosure, short sale, or because they gave it back to the bank. Many believe millions of homeowners would face the same fate again this year. However, today's data shows that most homeowners exited their forbearance plan either fully caught up on payments or with a plan from the bank that restructured their loan in a way that allowed them to start making payments again. The latest data from the Mortgage Bankers Association, MBA, studies how people exited the forbearance program from June 2020 to November 2021. Here are those findings. 38.6% left the program paid in full. 19.9% made their monthly payments during the forbearance period. 11.8% made all past due payments. 6.9% paid off the loan in full. What does that mean? Well, 19.9, that number represents people that said, you know something, I might have a problem, so I'm going to get into the program, but I'm not going to stop making my payments until I do have a problem. They were just being prudent. They looked at it and said, what if? So they knew that what if they had a backup plan. 11.8% made up all the past due payments. Basically, what they were doing is they were making the payment to a side account to see if they needed it and had the money on hand, so they just paid it off. 69 paid off the loan in full. Well, those are the people that probably sold a house or refinanced, something like that. 44% negotiated workout repayment plans. Of those 44%, 29.1% received a loan deferral. 14.1% received a loan modification. 0.8% arranged a different repayment plan. 0.6% sold as a short sale or a deed in lieu. So those are already out of the market. 16.8% left the program still in trouble without a loss mitigation plan in place. Number two, those left in the program can still renegotiate a program plan. As of last Friday, the total number of mortgages still in forbearance stood at 890,000 mortgages. 890,000. Not a big number for the amount of homes there are in the United States. Those who remain in forbearance still have the chance to work out a suitable plan with the servicing company that represents their lender. And the servicing companies are under pressure to do just that by both the federal and state agencies. Rick Sharga, Executive Vice President of Track, says in a recent tweet, quote, the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau and State Attorneys General look like they're adopting a quote-unquote zero-tolerance approach to mortgage servicing enforcement. Likely that this will limit foreclosure activity for a good part of 2022, while servicers explore all possible loss mitigation options. For more information, read the warning issued by the Attorney General of the State of New York. Three, most homeowners have more than enough equity to sell their homes. For those who cannot negotiate a solution and the 16.8% who left the forbearance program without a workout, many will have enough equity to sell their homes, leave the for- leave the closing with cash instead of facing foreclosures. Due to rapidly rising home prices over the last two years, the average homeowner has gained record amounts of equity in their home. As Frank Martel, president and CEO of CoreLogic, explains, quote, not only have equity gains help owners more seamlessly transition out of forbearance and avoid a distress sale, but they've also enabled many to continue building their wealth, unquote. Number four, there have been far fewer foreclosures over the last two years. One of the seldom reported benefits of the forbearance program was that it allowed homeowners experiencing financial difficulties prior to the pandemic to enter the program. It gave those homeowners an extra two years to get their finances in order and work out a plan with their lender. That prevented over 400,000 foreclosures that normally would have come to the market had the new forbearance program not been available. Otherwise, the real estate market would have had to absorb those foreclosures. And if you're watching us on TV, any of our socials, again, on the ABC News and Talk AM 1490 KMET video feed, you're seeing a graph of the foreclosures from 2017 all the way through 2021. And it just shows you how few there are. Why? Because people didn't have to go into foreclosure. There was a forbearance on it. And all that same time, property values were appreciating dramatically. Number five, the current market can easily absorb over a million new listings. When foreclosures hit the market in 2008, They added to the oversupply of houses that were already for sale. That resulted in over a nine-month supply of listings, and anything over a six-month supply can cause prices to depreciate. That would be drop. Not decelerate, but drop. It's exactly the opposite today. The latest existing homes report from the National Association of Realtors tells us, quote, That total housing inventory at the end of November amounted to 1.11 million units, down 9.8% from October and down 13.3% from one year ago. Unsold inventory sits at 2.1 million supply at the current sales pace, a decline from both the prior month and from one one year ago, unquote. A balanced market would have approximately a six-month supply of inventory. We're at 2.1 months, the latest market the market is severely understocked. Even if 1 million homes enter the market, there still won't be enough inventory to meet the demand. Bottom line, the end of forbearance will not cause any upheaval in the housing market. Sharga puts it best, quote, the fact that foreclosure starts declined despite hundreds of thousands of borrowers exiting the CARES Act mortgage forbearance program over the last few months is very encouraging. It suggests that, quote, Forbearance equals foreclosure, unquote narrative. That was not correct. That was not correct. So, if you're, if you're, so here's the issues. If you're in trouble, if you're having challenges, give us a call at 800 306 1990. I am not a realtor, right? But I do know some great realtors that can sit down with you and tell you hey this is what the market looked like looks like in your area you show them all of your your debts you show them what your uh mortgage statement looks like and they say you know something do we need to short sale maybe do we need to go with a different program maybe do we need to do we need to list your house do you qualify to list your house right everybody qualifies but do we do we need a short sale do we need a a equity sale, protect your equity. don't go into foreclosure if you gonna all help it. There are solutions. not if you put your head in the sand though. Put your head in the sand, there's no solution. I can't I can't help you there, right? So you just have to make that call. Go right right now. Just grab the free guide that we have for you. text HSG to 79564, HSG79564 79564, or you can go to RSR. H-S-G.com, rsrhsg.com, Rsr Hsg.com. And, you know, you'll be able to get a copy of the Home Seller's Guide. We update it every quarter. So this is the winter edition of that Home Seller's Guide. Grab a copy of it. If you have questions, give us a call. We'll put you in touch anywhere in the sound of my voice. We can put you in touch with somebody who is a professional understanding the market, the real estate market, in your neighborhood. Again, just all you have to do is all you have to do is call, pick up the phone. We'll put you on a game plan. If you've got credit challenges, Jeff Sipes and the Blue Water credit team, they do a great job for the listeners of Ron Siegel Radio. Do a great job. We'll put you in touch with them as well. So, bottom line here is you don't need to be going into a foreclosure. There are options, either short sale or equity sale. Just uh, throw that out there for you. Uh, you know, someone I lost my timer here, Josh. Do I have time to go into the better outcomes? Okay, we're going to do a better outcome when we come back. You're listening to Ron Siegel Radio discussing your real estate current events and the financial markets. We get uh, best practices for managing credit card debt in a divorce and how sinking funds could help you manage expenses in the new year and more. You can reach me anytime off air number 800-306-1990 800-306-1990 or com facebook.com forward slash ronsiegelradio and if you miss any part of our broadcast Single one on YouTube, Ron Siegel the number one on YouTube, stay tuned we'll be back in just a few Ron Siegel
2: Radio. your home and mortgage connection
1: Are you like many of your neighbors trying to figure out how to pay off your debts so you can retire someday? Build bigger savings. Invest in opportunities. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Debt will destroy 50% of Americans from being able to retire earlier and with more. What if you could have a guaranteed program that could show you how to eliminate all of your debt in 10 years or less, all without having to spend more each month than you spend right now? Yes, that's correct. All without spending more from your checkbook each month than you are today. Get your free analysis today to see if you qualify. Visit rsrnodebt.com. Log on today for your free analysis. rsrnodebt.com. No purchase necessary. The free analysis takes only two minutes. rsrnodebt.com. Ron Siegel Radio is your home and mortgage connection. Go to rsrnodebt.com
0: 1990, the better outcome segment today being brought to you by mycdlp.com, mycdlp.com. Go ahead and just get registered right there at mycdlp.com. We've got a, a story or a bit of an information piece that we send out every week for you. If you're going through divorce or contemplating divorce, Get a hold of the Divorce Your Mortgage Workbook, mydymworkbook.com, mydymworkbook.com, all free. Don't charge for any of these things. The proper handling of consumer debt in a divorce can be vital to future mortgage financing. You would think something so common would be easier to manage yet can cause long-term obstacles when not handled properly. Many things affect a person when going through a divorce emotions are in turmoil finances are up in the air housing children social connections and much more while the division of assets and debt may seem commonplace in a divorce sometimes having a deeper understanding of the intricate details of something that seems so common may shed light on what seems so simple existing consumer debt when divorce is present it is important to understand what happens to the liability for credit card debt in divorcing situations. In a divorce, the extent of a party's liability for credit card debt may depend on one, whether they live in common law or community property state, two, whether the debt is for a joint credit card and who the debt is assigned to in the divorce, three, who the debt is assigned to in the divorce. Credit card liability in common law states first. The majority of states follow the common law rules when dividing property and debt in divorce. These are referred to as common law states or equitable distribution states. In a common law state, you are generally liable for all debts in your name. This means that if you took out a credit card in your name or if you co-signed on it, then the creditor can come after you to collect the debt. As a result, after divorce, you can be held liable for all individual or joint credit cards as long as your name is on them. However, in most cases, you are not liable for any credit card debt owed solely by your spouse. Special rules for community property states. When it comes to property distribution and debt allocation, certain states follow community property laws rather than common law. In a community property state, most debts incurred by either spouse during the marriage but not before or after marriage are considered community property debts or community debts. Both spouses are held equally liable for community debts, even if only one spouse incurred the debt. This means that if living in a community property state, one may be on the hook for a credit card, even if it is in the other spouse's name only. However, each state also considers different factors when determining If an an obligation is a community debt, generally if the credit card was used for something that benefited the marital community, it's community debt regardless of who incurred the charges. But if one spouse used his or her own credit card to buy something that did not benefit the marriage, there is a greater chance it will not be considered a community debt. So what happens if the debt was assigned to a specific spouse in the divorce? The first thing to note is that the credit card companies are not bound by the terms of the divorce decree or a family court order assigning the debt to a specific spouse this is because when the credit card was obtained either one party or both entered into a contract with the credit card company a family court judge does not have the power to alter the credit card company's rights under the contract as a result even if a debt was assigned to one spouse in the divorce the other spouse will still be liable for it if their name was on the account were a co-signer or as was a community debt, although it is less likely the credit card company will pursue an assigned party based solely on community debt liability if it was the other spouse's card. However, if one spouse is ordered to pay a credit card in the divorce but fails to do so, he or she will be in violation of the divorce decree or court order. In that case, the other spouse will usually be entitled to reimbursement or damages from the ex-spouse if the other party ends up having to pay the debt. Divorce and the credit report. Now, here's a new issue, right? Many divorced couples run into financial problems a few months after divorce when an ex-spouse starts making late payments on a shared account. These late payments appear on both of the account holder's credit reports despite divorce decrees. Once the records appear on your credit report, it will show a negative status for those accounts that were not paid on time or simply not paid at all. In order to avoid these issues, divorced couples should close or refinance all shared accounts if at all possible. Any shared credit cards, loans, and mortgages will continue to be a joint responsibility until you work directly with the financial institution to resolve the issue. Not only can divorce lead to emotional strain, but it can also cause all sorts of financial problems. All those shared accounts and co-signed loans that once seemed so romantic are now the cause of the major issue. The following important tips can help avoid financial damages that will show up on your credit report and stay on your report for years to come. Managing shared accounts. It is not always possible to close or refinance all your shared debts after a divorce. Mortgages and large loans can be difficult to refinance quickly. In this situation, it is important that you and your ex-spouse work together closely to manage a shared account. Remember, your credit will be damaged if your ex-spouse cannot manage the shared account responsibly and vice versa. One of the easiest ways to manage a shared debt with an ex-spouse is by setting up an online account. This way you can both easily log in to check on the payment status of the loan. If you see that the debt has not yet been paid for the month, you can contact your ex-spouse or decide to pay the bill yourself in order to avoid late payment and damage your credit score. Encourage your ex-spouse to sign up for automatic payments that will deduct the bill from his or her accounts each month. An ex-spouse with bad credit may decide to ruin his or her former spouse's credit by not paying a shared account. Keep in mind that negative reporting such as charge-offs, liens, judgments, bankruptcy filings, foreclosures, and repossessions related to shared accounts can also appear on both account holders' credit reports. It is advisable to continue working with your ex-spouse to manage your shared finances after divorce when at all possible. While the majority of divorcing couples have an understanding of credit, unfortunately, there are still those spouses, quote, whose spouse took care of all that stuff, and they truly do not have the experience of working with credit and bill paying. This goes without saying, however, the majority of times this spouse was the wife. Keep reading and keep on listening. And we'll tell you how to properly manage credit card during that divorce. Understanding the makeup of your credit score is the first step toward managing credit during divorce. As you might expect, payment history is the most influential component, and this is followed closely by the amounts owed. To a lesser degree, the length of time that you've utilized credit, the number of new accounts or inquiries that may have uh, various types of credit accounts that you hold will also have an impact on your score. The overall importance of any of these factors can be further influenced by the entirety of the information contained in your credit consumer report. As such, certain patterns, occurrences, or items can be measured differently depending upon any other factor or combination. There can be great complexity in the way that the scoring formulas work, and it's for this reason that they are difficult to assess. MyFICO.com, myFICO.com, that's where I manage and keep track of my Households FICO scores and no, I don't get paid from them. Managing your credit prudently will include the obvious. Yet at times the opposite is also true. In an effort to effectively manage credit during divorce, always try and remember the following one. Have and follow a system to assure that your bills are always paid on time. You can go and we've done workshops on that. Go, I think we have Josh. Do we have RSRworkshop.com set up? We going to look and see if we've got that one. Number two, avoid late payments or excessive use of credit by establishing and maintaining a cash cushion to pay for unexpected expenses or repairs. It's actually better to have a high credit limit with a low balance than to max out your cards. Number three, never close old accounts as the age of these can actually help. And if you shop for credit, keep it to the shortest time period possible so that multiple inquiries are not counted against you. Number four, you need to have credit experience to have a credit score, so don't be afraid to use it. Just be sure to keep it within your means. Number five, if you have established credit, don't open new accounts solely for the sake of earning a discount on your purchases. In the long run, this can cost you much more and higher interest rates than you may save up front. Number six, as well, too many accounts mean too many payments, and that increases both the task of making those payments along with the possibility of missing one if at all possible it's advantageous for both spouses to work together in mani- maintaining existing credit histories there are numerous opportunities to maintain strength, strong credit through a divorce derogatory credit can significantly impact not only mortgage financing options but insurance premiums employment opportunities and more special note for women a good credit history often is necessary to get credit this can hurt many married separated divorced and widowed women typically there are two reasons women don't have credit histories in their own names either they lost their credit histories when they married and changed their names or creditors reported accounts shared by married couples in the husband's name only if you're married separated divorced or widowed Contact your local credit reporting companies to make sure all relevant bill payment information is in a file under your own name. National credit reporting companies sell the information to your creditors, credit report to creditors, insurers, employers and other businesses that in turn use it to evaluate your applications for credit and insurance, employment and renting. That information there this morning and I share with you I took a very extensive course certified divorce lending professional and now now Nikki does the lending side but the consulting as to where lending real estate tax law and family law all overlap we share that every day right it's not we're not looking to get a loan out of out of educating somebody if we can get you a better outcome hence the name of the segment we're all about it We want you to have that better outcome. We want you to have that solution that's going to get you where you want to go. There's a reason that you got together, the reason that you got married. Try for a little bit from a financial standpoint, if nothing else. Either one of you have the opportunity to really, really hurt yourself and your soon-to-be ex. You're going to both pay the penalty. Look at the better outcomes. So all you have to do is go to mycdlp.com. We'll send you a, a article every single week. And we also have the Divorce Your Mortgage Workbook, mydymworkbook.com. Mydymworkbook.com. It'll help you. That's the focus. It's going to help you with getting ahead down the road. It's going to help you with getting your own house down the road. Some of these things can stay on your credit reports for 10 years. So to spite your soon-to-be ex, you could be spiting yourself. I'm, I'm just showing, sharing that with you. Just give you a little bit of information there. And as always, I, I don't think we even have time, Josh, to get to the, your credit matters. If I, if I do that, then Josh has more work to do. It drives him crazy. <laughs> just my fun. But, hey, as always, we ask you, set that first radio preset button to come back here and join Ron Siegel Radio, where we only speak about items affecting your house and your bank account. Thanks to all of our sponsors. A big thanks to Josh and Sean for engineering us today. And, of course, a special thanks to you for spending a little bit of your day with us. That's all for Ron Siegel Radio. Again, if you have any questions or to meet any of our guests, call me anytime, 800-306-1990, 800-306-1990 or radio.com And remember, make a lot of money so you can help a lot of people and have a lot of fun. Have a great day. We'll talk to you next time on Ron Segal Radio. Something, I think I'll just call it a day.
1: Pour miss something tall and strong. Make it a
2: hurricane before I go insane It's only half past 12, but I don't care. It's
0: five o'clock,